You're listening to Life in Limbo, a podcast about building a life you love on the foundation of what's most important to you. I'm your host, Stephanie Pellet, and each week I'll be chatting with an interesting person to explore how we can stay connected to our personal values, measure what matters most to us, listen to our own voices, and build a life we love. This week on the show, I'm giving you a little introduction to the Life in Limbo podcast and sharing with you a bit about what you can expect in the coming episodes. Let's go. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Life in Limbo podcast. Thank you for being here and for making the time. I really appreciate it. I'm Stephanie and some of you might know me from my blog, which is also called Life in Limbo, or maybe from my previous podcast, which was called Guinea Pig and Green. It is still up on iTunes if you feel like listening to it. I ran it with my friend Laura for three years. That was such a fun project and I've basically wanted to start making this show ever since we stopped recording that show. So it feels good to finally be doing it. And I wanted to jump in for this first episode and tell you a little bit about what to expect from the show. Over the course of this season, I'm going to be talking with interesting people about how they stay grounded in what's truly important to them as individuals and how they are building and living a life they love based on their own personal values. So this is an important distinction to make, I think, and it's one I've been thinking about a lot lately, which is what happens when our personal values differ from the values we've inherited from our families and our culture and our society. What do we do, right? We get all these messages all day long, every day about how we should be living and what we should be focusing on. And I have found for myself that it can be really tricky to separate out my voice from all of these other voices that are constantly bombarding me every day. The messages that we choose to believe and the ones we choose to listen to have major impacts on our lives. They affect the projects we choose to work on and how we spend our time and also how we feel we should be measuring our progress in all of the various areas of our lives. Unfortunately, if we're not careful, we tend to default to the values of the culture around us. And for many of you listening, you live in North America like me. So that means that we default to valuing external things. Our society tends to put a huge emphasis on money and power and fame. And these end up being the major forces that motivate us in most of the activities we choose to do. We can think about when we're thinking about building a business, we are always taught to focus on how to make more money and how to grow our audience, how to reach more people. If we're in a corporate job, we're always thinking about getting a raise and getting promoted. Everything seems to come back to the ways that our culture measures success. And of course, these things are important to some extent, but my point is that they are not the only standards of measurement that matter. They're just the ones that are prioritized most in our culture. But there are so many things that can't be measured by those attributes, right? They don't give us money or more fame or more power, but they're still absolutely worthwhile, right? I'm thinking about things like love and creativity and fun and play. These things are absolutely important for us, but they don't have a tangible take-home benefit, which means they tend to be looked down on a little bit in our culture, which is so sad. (laughs) I hate that. 
it really feels like the idea of doing something just for the love of it or for the fun of it or for any other intangible benefit it might give you is becoming more and more taboo, especially in a cultural climate where we're constantly being told that we should all do work we love and follow our passions. And I think that following your passion is a good idea. I have a job that I really love. But the subtext to this message is that we should always be paid for our creative and fun and meaningful work. Otherwise, it doesn't have a value simply on the basis of it being fun and creative and meaningful. But I want to argue with that because, of course, I think the fact that it is creative and fun and meaningful is in and of itself the value of it. This seems obvious, but unfortunately, it's not always as obvious to me as I'm making it sound here in this episode. Uh, we live in an era where everything can be turned into a business, so we think everything should be turned into a business. I read this great article by Ann Friedman recently called Not Every Hobby is a Side Hustle. Uh, she talks about how she's recently started making these over-the-top deviled eggs and she brings them to parties. And every time she shows up with them, someone says, oh man, you should really, you know, make a side hustle out of this. But she doesn't want to have a deviled egg business. She's a writer. She's a journalist. She's a podcaster. And also because she's aware that doing it just for the money will probably ruin her enjoyment of it and the enjoyment she derives from it. She writes that personal pleasure is what makes a hobby a hobby. She also quotes the writer Stephen Gelber. He says that hobbies are a contradiction. They take work and turn it into leisure, and they take leisure and turn it into work. Hobbies occupy the borderland that is beyond play, but not yet employment. And I was thinking about this idea, and it reminded me of how long I've had a blog, which is my favorite hobby. So I went searching, I tried to find the earliest blog I could find, and then I went back on that blog to the first post. So the earliest blog post I can find is from December 13th, 2006. And in it, I talk about not one, but two previous blogs, which I have no idea what they were called or where they are. They are totally lost to the sands of time. But it's obvious that before 2006, I was also writing a blog. So I clearly needed a creative outlet since I was at least 15, but probably long before that. And I started my current blog in April of 2009. And it's become a playground for me, a creative playground. It has changed so much depending on the chapter of my life. Everything from the frequency of posting to the content itself has grown and changed as I have grown and changed. So basically it exists in defiance of every single blogging guideline of how to build a successful blog. And the reason that I don't really care about any of that is because it's already successful to me. Because when I'm really honest with myself, my blog absolutely gives me what I'm looking for, which is a place to play, a place to think, a place to connect to myself, my inner self, and then to others. Which is not to say that I have never been tempted to monetize it, right? Those external voices are loud and clear in my mind a lot of the time. So once I tried to build a course on it that I could sell, I've sold photographs, and I actually still have advertising on my sidebar to this day because of that deep-seated impulse to try to turn my blog into something, quote, real and important. And even with my last podcast, Guinea Pig and Green, I found this tricky sometimes to embrace that it was just for fun. I was always wondering if we should be trying to grow it. I was not paying enough attention to the intangible reasons it was such an important project and honoring them. It was a way 
for us to stay in touch when I lived in other countries. It was a way for us to try new things and to make something cool that still lives in its home on the internet. And I struggled to let those very valuable reasons be enough of a reason to make a project and to devote energy to it. So you can probably see where I'm going with this. The irony is that it took me so long to start this podcast because I was worried about those same external values. I was worried about how it fit into my overall business and how it would make me money or get me clients or how it aligned with my broader business goals. But I was ignoring all of the intangible and internal and intrinsic reasons I wanted to start the show, which is I want to have more intentional conversations with people I find super fascinating. I want to spend more time thinking about what matters to me. I want to make something I'm proud of and I want to hone my skills. And all of those reasons are valuable. So in making this podcast, I'm affirming that for myself and hopefully for some of you too. Earlier this year, I wrote a blog post called Measure What Matters, and in it, I said, maybe we just need to measure different things. When I'm at my calmest and most grounded, I measure my success by how much I laugh, how peaceful and free I feel, the amount of love I have in my life, how creative I'm being, how good of a listener, friend, daughter, and sister I am, and how often I make time for what matters to me. That is the life I most want to live, and for me, those are the standards of measurement that count. They don't quite match what my culture proclaims to be important, but they do match what I know to be true for myself. So it's a dance to stay grounded in what's important. This is not a constant thing. It's not a switch I can flip to be always on and tuned in to my own personal values, but that is a huge part of why I want to have these conversations and create this thing. I want to remind myself to stay grounded in my values and live from them as much as possible. I love Elizabeth Gilbert's book, Big Magic. Who doesn't? And when I was thinking about the introduction for this show, a quote came to mind from that book that I want to share with you. She writes, what do you love doing so much that the words failure and success essentially become irrelevant? You can live a long life making and doing really cool things the entire time. You might earn a living with your pursuits or you might not, but you can recognize that this is not really the point. And at the end of your days, you can thank creativity for having blessed you with a charmed, interesting, and passionate existence. And that's what I want this podcast to be, a way to have a more charmed, interesting, and passionate existence. Thanks for listening to the Life in Limbo podcast. If you liked this episode, please share it with a friend or reach out and let me know at Steph Pellet on Instagram. I would love to hear from you. As always, you can find show notes for this and all episodes at lifeinlimbo.org slash podcast. Thanks for listening and I'll talk to you soon.